Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Matthew chapters 5-7 through records Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Luke's Gospel does as well. Today on Drawing Near, we begin our study of Luke's account. As we will see, this is a very rich and meaningful passage of Scripture. So let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 6 and study the Beatitudes. As we prepare ourselves for this study, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come before you today humbly, acknowledging our need of your speaking to our hearts and lives. It is your desire that we hear you. It's your desire, Father, that we understand what you've called us to. I thank you for your calling, calling us out of sin, and calling us to faith in Jesus Christ, which involves following Jesus. Father, we pray that you would help us to glean from this passage the truths that you would write on our hearts and our minds, that we might honor you through holy and faithful living. Again, open our eyes and ears to the truth of your word. Make our hearts soft and sensitive. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's begin our study today by reading Luke chapter 6, verses 20 through 22. Luke writes, And turning his gaze toward his disciples, he, Jesus, began to say, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you and ostracize you and insult you and scorn your name as evil for the sake of the Son of Man. In order to understand this passage, we need to understand three things about the passage. The first is, what does it mean when Jesus says, blessed are you? What does the word blessed mean? Well, the word blessed is the Greek word makarios, and it means to be happy. But it doesn't just simply mean to be happy on the outside, to be happy based on your circumstances, but rather to be made happy by God in your innermost being, to be genuinely and thoroughly happy. Now that's a challenge because what we're seeing here is Jesus says happy in your innermost being or blessed are the poor, the hungry, those who weep. You're blessed when men hate you. That's a challenge, because basically, we seem to be happy when our circumstances are positive, and none of these circumstances seem to be positive. And that brings us to the second part. Jesus is teaching that believers, that his followers, are not to be happy based on their physical circumstances, their external circumstances, but rather to be happy and blessed in their innermost being based on the promises of God. We do not look at what's going on in our lives today, the positives and the negatives, how our relationships are going, how life seems to be unfolding, and then decide if we are happy, depressed, sad. We do not do that. We're not supposed to do that anyway. But rather, we are to find our happiness, our blessedness in the promises of God. We are to be happy based on faith. Now, that's important. The next thing we need to see here is this. Jesus isn't saying 
that those who are poor financially in this world receive the kingdom of God, or those who are hungry now because they don't have any physical food will be satisfied, or those who weep now because of the physical, emotional circumstances of this life causes them to be blessed. But rather, he is using the things that we understand physically, carnally in this world, poverty, hunger, weeping, persecution, to make a spiritual analogy, a spiritual comparison. Matthew helps us a little bit in his gospel. In Matthew's gospel, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. This is about spiritual poverty. Blessed are those who look at their hearts and lives and recognize that they are in their sin, that they are condemned, that they cannot do anything to be righteous or holy in and of themselves. They are spiritually impoverished. Verse 21, blessed are those who, based on their spiritual poverty, are hungry to know God and his righteousness, his salvation. Going on at the end of verse 21, blessed are those who weep and mourn over their poverty and over their longing to know God. This is an important distinction because, again, it goes back to our innermost happiness is in trusting God to meet our deepest need. And our deepest need is for him to enrich us with the gospel of Jesus Christ, to feed us with the truth of his word, to make us rejoice at the hope and the promises of forgiveness and eternal life. If we understand this passage this way, then this defeats the health and wealth gospels out there that want to simply say, God doesn't want you to be financially poor or physically hungry or to be sad or depressed in any way. God wants to bless you richly. And they often add, so give us your money. So follow us and support us and God will make you rich and full and happy. That's a false gospel. God does not promise us that we are going to be happy based on this world's circumstances. Jesus was a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. No one was more right with God than Jesus. Jesus is God incarnate. And yet he wept, and he mourned, and he was sorrowful. We need to understand the distinction in Jesus' words here. Now notice what it says. If we understand the word blessed, blessed by God in our innermost being because we trust in him to meet our greatest needs, our spiritual needs, our eternal needs. Then we read in verse 20, blessed are you who are poor spiritually, for yours is the kingdom of God. Those of us who come to understand our spiritual poverty and cry out to God, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, we will inherit the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now. Those who understand that we need God's revelation, God's word in our life, because we are hungry to know God and his truth, we will be satisfied. Those of us who weep now over our sin, over the sin of the world like Jesus did, who mourn and desire the righteousness of God for thy will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, one day in eternity, we will laugh and rejoice. Isn't that a wonderful promise? Verse 22, blessed are you when men hate you and ostracize you and insult you 
and scorn your name as evil for the sake of the Son of Man. Now notice what it says. It doesn't say, blessed are you when people just don't like you or treat you badly for any reason, but rather because you follow Jesus Christ, because you share the gospel, because you embrace the truth of the word of God and live for the Lord, blessed are you when men hate you and ostracize you and insult you and scorn your name as evil for the sake of the Son of Man. Let's face it, we want people to like us. Or at the very least, we want people to treat us kindly. None of us like to be hated, ostracized, pushed aside, insulted, or treated as if our name is evil, treated as if all that we do is evil or wrong. But we can find solace and comfort, joy in knowing, in trusting in the promise of God that we are blessed when we follow Jesus Christ regardless of how other people treat us. These are important truths. So let's ask some questions. Do we recognize our spiritual poverty? Do we hunger and long for the word of God, the bread of life that can satisfy our soul? Are we sorrowful? Do we weep over our spiritual condition, over the spiritual condition of those around us? Do we long for God to work in this world and bring about his salvation and his judgment? And do we rejoice in that knowledge? Do we recognize that when we suffer for the cause of Jesus Christ personally, that we are blessed? These things are important. You cannot be saved. You cannot know Christ without knowing the truth about your spiritual condition, that we are in sin and we need a Savior. We are lost, and we need our Good Shepherd to find us. We are hungry. We need to be fed. As believers, if we follow the Lord Jesus Christ, then we are going to suffer for his name. There are going to be people in our lives, maybe family members, maybe former friends, community. There will be individuals in our lives who don't want anything to do with us because we associate with the Lord Jesus Christ. That will hurt, but we need to know that we are blessed anyway. Blessed, made happy in our innermost being, because God meets the greatest desires and needs of our heart, our salvation and our sanctification and our glorification. Praise the Lord for his promises. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for these truths. And I pray, Lord, that we will embrace the knowledge of your word especially today in these verses, so that we can hang on to, so that we can know not only your promises, but the rich blessing of being made happy in our innermost being by you. Thank you for the sweet fellowship that we have with you through faith in Jesus and the indwelling Holy Spirit. And thank you for opening our eyes that we may see the truth of your word. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.